And I think that journey can be part of the fun instead of a dreaded chore. Think about it as, well, I'm going to, I'm going to listen to these four different varied podcasts. I'm going to read a book. I'm going to watch HGTV and I'm going to sort of create a vision book for myself about what this home could be. And then I'm going to start and take bite sized pieces of these projects without getting overwhelmed. So one bite at a time, and I'm going to go slowly and I'm going to enjoy the process because so many people say, I'm so overwhelmed. I can't. I just shut down too many projects going at once. So I'm a big advocate for like starting to think of this renovation or this home that you want to make your own and put your own fingerprint on as a very fun journey so that you enjoy the whole thing and your expectations are realistic. Welcome to Spark Joy, the podcast dedicated to celebrating the Kamari method and the transformative power of surrounding yourself with joy and letting go of all the rest. With your hosts and certified Kamari consultants, Kristen Ivey and Karen Sochi. And now, here's the show. Homes like people come in all shapes and sizes. They can be sprawling suburban homes or tiny city apartments, but they have a common purpose to provide us with shelter, nourishment, relaxation, and a place to keep all our stuff. Today, we are excited to chat with Christina Browning. Christina is a licensed realtor in Portland, Oregon. She is also a home functionality coach and podcaster helping clients choose the right home and then mold it specifically to their own family and needs. Her passion is helping people create a home that thrives, not just for today, but for the long haul. Christina, welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Christina, I love that you have really centered yourself on helping households and helping us thrive within our homes. And you have such an interesting background. I'd love to know what came first, your work as a realtor or your interest in home and design? It's a great question. I would say my love for homes and design came first. I bought my first house at 24. And so I spent a lot of time fumbling around and learning the ropes of home ownership and all the challenges that come with it. I remember going to one of the first Street of Dreams, which I swear was like in the 90s, and being absolutely smitten with all of it. I think at that point, I could appreciate how much work and intention it took to have a home that was beautiful and that functioned well. And then in my late 30s, I spent a good chunk of time as a freelance news photographer But after the economy took a dive in 2008 and the freelance work dried up, I realized that real estate was a profession that I could use both my photography skills and my love for homes all wrapped into one profession. So kind of fast forward some years, my client would say, well, we might not have wanted to actually sell if we knew our house could look like this, which is kind (laughs) of how it evolved and how I created the home functionality coach concept. because. 
sometimes people don't need to buy or sell, but they still need my assistance. So it was kind of weird because I was just a realtor at that point. And so if you've got odd spaces or you need to figure out why you never use your living room or even why you hate laundry in this current house, but you maybe didn't in your last house, it could be about how your home is actually set up. And so that's kind of the path that led me down this road. Wow, and fascinating. I've never heard of a functionality coach for a home. That's really interesting. I feel like that probably blends a bit of design and organization all in one. Who do you typically work with and what's that experience like? You know, my clients are all over the board. I've worked with people that have gotten a divorce and are like suddenly faced with half of the things that they used to have and it looks funky and what do I do? What do I buy? What do I not buy? I don't want to buy too much. I don't want to buy the wrong things. I don't want it to look ugly. So I have that end of the spectrum. And then I also have the folks that are not necessarily on their first home, maybe their second home, and they're ready to sort of elevate their space. They don't really understand, how do I get from here to there? I want my living room to look like this magazine picture that I love that's on my vision board, but I don't know really what to do to get there in this house with these pieces of furniture and this family. I don't know how to like meld that all together. And so we talk about that and we talk about what their passions are and if the house is supporting those passions and those values. I think that a lot of times people are in a situation, such as you said, a particular kind of life change where they really are at a crossroads and they might look at a magazine or go into you know, one of the interior stores and say, oh, this is exactly what I want for my home, but it's really not practical for their situation. So having someone who can speak with them about what their life is really like, as opposed to some kind of unobtainable vision, I think is super important. Absolutely. And sometimes just hearing people pose questions to you can be so beneficial. Like, let's talk about scale. Is your living room really big? And could it handle this giant crate and barrel couch. And if they're like, no, no, my whole place is only 450 square feet. Well, then let's think about scale for a minute. And then they're like, oh, of course. Yeah. So sometimes it's good just to sort of think things through and have someone sort of list ideas or options or choices, and then you can process them easier. I love the name of your company, Space and Reason. How did you come up with that as the name of your organization? Yeah, well, thank you. First, it's the very essence of my brand, I guess. So I'm not sure if you remember back to high school when we all took those tests and it was supposed to tell you like wherever you scored the highest, it was supposed to tell you what you would be good at for a profession. And the one particular test that had all the little cogs and you would have to say which direction this last cog was going to go if they, you know, stretched a wire through it. Well, that was the only one that I scored like in the 99th percentile. And apparently it's called spatial reasoning. (laughs) Sure. So what that basically means is I can picture things in my head really well. Well, so that's one thing then, like paying that forward. 
that I can offer that other realtors don't. It's assessing spaces and listening and sort of digging up what your values and passions are and giving every space a reason. So it's kind of about personal development a little bit and making sure the home itself encourages those people living in it to be the best versions of themselves. So whether I'm walking through a home with a buyer, we can discuss spaces and how they might be used specifically for their family. Whereas if I'm like listing a home, I can make sense of odd spaces and give it a purpose through staging. So potential buyers will understand how much more they can actually do in an otherwise like nondescript area. I love dual purposed items and convertible spaces. I'm a huge fan of like fold down desks to offer secondary work from home spaces or ottomans that offer storage. Like that lights me up. I bet you're really good at Tetris too. We talked about that here. <laughs> well, Christina, I'd love to talk to you a bit about buying and selling as well as spatial reasoning. We've had a lot of ups and downs in 2020 in particular. I'm wondering what your thoughts are around the market landscape for those who are deciding when or whether or not to consider a new home. Yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, no one has that crystal ball. But the obvious upside is that generally interest rates are really low right now. I remember buying my first home and being so excited that I locked in a rate at (laughs) (laughs) 7.25%. So from that perspective, things are awfully great right now. (laughs) However, like low inventory or people not wanting to be out and about enough or as much makes it harder to shop. So even though you've maybe qualified for a good rate and you've been pre-approved, You've got to have the inventory out there to find the house. One thing that I've done is started doing more 3D tours for my listings. And I also have added like home video walkthroughs where I quite literally will walk through the whole home as if I'm a potential buyer. And I think a lot of agents are turning to that, which helps you to really see what's out there without having to necessarily show up in person. You can kind of shop from your couch, so to speak. I've even been contacted twice in the last couple of weeks by relocation experts needing to relocate two different clients. So no matter what's going on, people still need to move because of changes in life and work. So what I always recommend is thinking long-term. I mean, buy a home you can stay in for a very long time. The ups and downs of the economy will have less impact if you buy to stay. When you buy and sell quickly, and then do that repeatedly, that's when you're most vulnerable. So I wouldn't make a move unless you know in your soul, this is your house. (laughs) Great tip. And I imagine that your clients are facing some different or unique challenges, or maybe some that are pretty common. Can you share some of those with us when it comes to thinking about their home and whether or not they're going to stay or leave or, or how they're going to also make their new home their own? Yeah, I think having parents who are maybe getting on in years and thinking about, do we have enough flex space to have them come and live with us? I think that's been definitely 
percolating in the last five years or so. And then also people that take their predetermined spaces, the names of those spaces too literally. So I like creating convertible rooms or flex spaces, whatever you want to call it, because it helps to ensure that you have the space for whatever comes next. So it's kind of like removing the outdated labels like the guest room or the family room Mm -hmm. and turning it into something less insistent. So it doesn't have to be a forever title. It can be a for now title. Like for instance, it will be the Taekwondo studio. It will also be my yoga space. And it will also be my dad's stretching area for his physical therapy, for example. And then once our life shifts again, that flex space can morph into whatever we need in that next phase of our life. So, and I don't mean like retirement, I mean whatever life brings in a couple of years from now. Like it may be a different job, or it may be a bigger family, another baby. It might be two years away, or it might be seven. That timing doesn't matter. But What I think is important is always thinking of the home that you're going to buy as having flex space or creating convertible rooms so that the home can suit you no matter what season you're in. That's interesting because usually that naturally is something we have in mind as small space dwellers. But now I feel like even those who are in like medium to large homes are also considering that, like you said, with, you know, families moving in together, downsizing, whatever the challenge may be. Absolutely. I think a lot can be learned from the smaller space city dweller because there's so much dual purpose and multi-use scenarios happening there that people in the suburbs may never even have thought of until now. The question, does it spark joy, is a simple one, but not so easy to execute alone. Extend your tidying experience by joining the Spark Joy Club, our online community filled with our clients, fellow listeners, and Kamari enthusiasts ready to support your journey. If you find yourself buried under clothing, stuck on storage, or pointing fingers at untidy housemates or family members, we want to help you finish your tidying journey once and for all. Support the show at the Joy Riser level and receive access to our exclusive virtual community, as well as the Tidy Home Joy Journal, your number one tidying companion. Visit sparkjoypodcast.com and click on join the club to get started. And now back to the show. You know, I think also something that's really important is that idea of a vision, as you was just saying, thinking of the space as being not confined to some descriptive terminology. I'm a huge fan of architecture and I love studying the different eras. And up until maybe the 1990s, most homes were made up of lots of little rooms. There was a designated kitchen. There was a formal dining room. There might have been a breakfast room. And then there was a living room and there was a TV room. And then at some point, all of these rooms started opening up because we started living a lot differently. But a lot of times those homes that are older can have everything perfect. They can be in the, the right neighborhood. You can love the way the home looks. It can have a great feeling. The yard and the landscaping may be just exactly what you are looking for. But if you buy a home with the mind toward 
if not right away, you'll look at renovating things or taking out some walls. You can really kind of create that home that works for you and think in terms of like, what do we want this home to be like in the future? Absolutely. And I think that journey can be part of the fun instead of a dreaded chore. Think about it as, well, I'm going to I'm going to listen to these four different varied podcasts. I'm going to read a book. I'm going to watch HGTV. And I'm going to sort of create a vision book for myself about what this home could be. And then I'm going to start and take bite-sized pieces of these projects without getting overwhelmed. So one bite at a time and I'm going to go slowly and I'm going to enjoy the process because so many people say, I'm so overwhelmed. I can't. I just shut down too many projects going at once. So I'm a big advocate for like starting to think of this renovation or this home that you want to make your own and put your own fingerprint on as a very fun journey so that you enjoy the whole thing and your expectations are realistic. Well, that sounds a lot like the way that we approach doing KonMari organizing. It should be fun and joyful and you don't do it all at once, but you do it completely and and you make sure that the decisions that you're making are things that bring you joy. Indeed. I really like that you talk about space utilization as part of creating a home that sparks joy. What are some easy fixes to make a home that you're already in and maybe you've made some of those decisions about room usage, but you're really just looking for some easy ways to bring more joy into your home. Well, I'm going to say add plants. (laughs) And don't tell me that you kill plants either because I began life with a for reals black thumb situation too. So if I can learn, anybody can learn. I did a whole episode just on plants And when I was outlining and researching it, I was so blown away by all the studies done about this. And so I printed out a quote that I wanted to read to you ladies because it's directly from the WSU study that I found. And they say it so eloquently. It says, many of the research studies documenting the beneficial effects of plants on people have focused on plants outdoors or on scenes of nature. The research has shown that interior plants in individual containers can also produce the same benefits. Research has confirmed that stress-reducing benefits of passively viewing plants has demonstrated that people's impressions of a room and their mental well-being can be significantly improved when plants are added. It also has shown that productivity and mental functioning are improved and that pain perception can be reduced. Research on the effects of plants on people has shown in essence that they are essential for people to be at their best. Plants are needed in our lives all around us every day. They have a civilizing effect. They humanize our surroundings. How insightful is that? Wow. I love that civilizing effect. Yes. That's a great term. (laughs) I was trying to think about how I could say those things without reading it. And I thought, nope, I just need to read it as is. It's eloquent and to the point. I love it. I don't have any plants in my home, but I was thinking about how this might be the time to try something new this year. Who knows? Well, absolutely. And even if you have a small space, I mean, now you can hang a plant in your window and you're not taking up any square footage if you don't even have that on the floor. So 
There's no excuse. You're right. And I have tried two hanging plants in my office. They're both fake, but (laughs) they're cute though. They work. Nonetheless, if they look real, I got to say fake plants have come a long way in the last 10 years. There are some that look so real. And my mother has, my mother has watered some fake plants before. (laughs) So We're all spending a bit more time at home these days for the health and safety of ourselves, our family, and our community. Are you feeling a little too close to your clutter for comfort? Maybe you're buried under stuff in the home office or craft space, or you're trying to carve out dedicated space for work or homeschool in your basement or on your dining room table. Or maybe you've noticed just how much time you're wasting looking for important papers and emails instead of shifting your time, energy, and resources towards the things that truly matter. During quarantine, my number one priority is to get as many people as possible clutter-free and prepared for the other side of this challenging season. If you're regularly asking yourself, where should I put this? Or am I letting go of enough? Or am I even doing this right? As you can Mari, a customized virtual tidying experience may be the perfect next step for you. While stay-at-home ordinances are activated, I'm continuing to offer virtual Kanmari-based active tidying lessons, including a tidy desk special, perfect for those working or learning from home. Visit fortheloveoftidy.com and click free consult to discuss the various virtual organizing options available to help you dig out and choose joy once and for all. Well, you mentioned your podcast. Yeah, well, I'm crazy about it. I geek out. My podcast is called Home Space and Reason, and it's a podcast that challenges you to give the spaces within your home some thought and question if things are working for you. It helps you to improve your space so you have less friction around function so more spontaneous moments of joy can happen. It's intellectual. It's always positive. It's about home functionality and design and automation, of course, with some organization in there and a little history and sometimes even a dash of psychology. I have a seven-year-old boy, so it's kid-friendly too because there's plenty of small ears in close proximity these days. Each episode is dedicated to a specific topic. So like Podcast 22, for example, is just about the bathroom in terms of functionality, in terms of aesthetics and automation. And then 18 is just on creating spaces for kids. And episode six is just on lighting in your home from information on bulb color and how it affects your mood to addressing curtains and blinds and shutters and dimmers and home automation and energy efficiency. So there's a lot to geek out on there. And such a great podcast to compliment all of those who are working through their Kanmari events right now. Love it. And also, we have one more question for you. What is your favorite tidying tip or organizing tip? I got to tell you, when I'm out buying a gift for someone, I always buy the container for storing it too. So especially if it's for someone under my roof, I think considering where something will go while you're deciding to buy it or not can be so helpful. So I always buy the gift 
and the storage solution. That's such a smart gift. And yeah, you're right. You always think about where's this going to go and giving someone an extra box or container. It's just so special. Before we let you go, Christina, we have another question for you that we ask all of our guests. What's sparking the most joy for you at this very moment? I'm geeking out on the vertical grow wall that I'm working on at the moment. I ordered these felt pouches and mounted them like on a lean-to because we just we don't have that much space at our house. And so I'm going to be growing some edibles in the sunniest part of our tiny, tiny yard without actually having any place to plant them in the ground right there. So it's a big fat experiment. I go out there every morning with my coffee and see how they're doing like a crazy person. I mean, how much can these seedlings possibly change overnight? (laughs) No idea why I go out there and check on them so often, but I would definitely say it sparked joy. I love that. I had a client, a doctor who was renovating his office space and he built a grow wall in the office and watching the gardeners or the horticulture people come in and put that together was amazing. And it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. So I I, can only imagine, you uh, know, it would be amazing as a time-lapse, a video mm -hmm. of that happening. That would be so fun. Oh, that is a great idea. I wish I would have thought of that. That would have been really (laughs) fun. But I love that. I love that really creative use of just thinking outside of the box. And it sounds like that's really a great passion of yours. So Yes. And anytime you can add more natural stuff into your space and into your life, I think that's always uh, wonderful and a key to the Huga, the H-Y-G-G-E. I don't know if you've ever read that book, The Little Book of Huga. It's, It's such a good good little read. And it's all about bringing the natural elements into your world. Right. Yeah, we'll make sure to link that in the show notes for our listeners. Because again, it's such a great compliment to Kanmari. So we'll make sure if you haven't heard of Huga before that you can access more information on that. Christina, it was so great to have you on the show. Tell us, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Well, they can absolutely subscribe to the Home Space and Reason podcast, of course, which is available on any platform that they listen to. But alternately, I do FaceTime consultations if you live outside the Portland, Oregon metro area. And that information is just on my website, which is simply spaceandreason.com. And then my handle on Pinterest, Instagram, Twitter, all the places is at spaceandreason. So it's pretty easy. Right. Well, again, thank you so much. It was really great to get a chance to visit with you today. Kristen and Karen, thank you so much for having me. So now we want to hear from you. Tell us your burning, tidying questions or share stories about how Kamari has impacted your life. Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and review the show, which helps us reach others along their tidying journeys. To extend your tidying experience, you can join the SparkJoy Club. Visit SparkJoyPodcast.com and click join the club to become a member of the SparkJoy community or join us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for tuning in and we hope your day sparks joy. Thank you for listening to SparkJoy with your host, Kristen Ivey of For the Love of Tidy in Chicago, and Karen Sochi of The Serene Home in New York City. 
Spark Joy, the podcast, is not endorsed by or affiliated with Kamari Media, Inc. The opinions expressed on this episode represent the views of the co-hosts and guests alone and do not represent the corporate position of Kamari Media, Inc. or the Kamari Consultant Community.